So I feel like for this episode, we need like an emergency broadcast or news bulletin sound. Like a it's just in kind of thing. Well, there we go. Now we have it. Oh, yeah. Well, (laughs) fuck it. I might just stick with the usual music. So what, this is going to be like a, a new show? Is that what we're saying? Yes. Where you're going to act as the anchor man? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, then I'm going to be the weatherman. Okay. <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. Weather boy. <laughs> How's the weather outside? Uh, actually going to turn around and look. It's actually a fucking beautiful day. Of course, in San Francisco, San Francisco, California. Almost said San Francisco. <laughs> San Francisco, beautiful day. <laughs> uh, no, it's stunning. Yeah, it's great. So, over to you with the news, Steve. Okay, thanks, weather boy. <laughs> Actually, before we get into this, here's just a little background info, a little bit of context to how this day has gone. So, because of this fucking eight-hour time difference between San Francisco and Dublin, I woke up. And I saw I had like a hundred messages from you, like a hundred notifications. But what actually happened was I woke up like pretty early, like norm, earlier than normal, like 6am or something. And I was wanted to check the time on my phone just to see how much longer I, I had in bed. And I just saw all these notifications from you, like lots of, like all these notifications these, from the message thread. But I didn't actually read it because I knew if I started reading it, then I'd have to deal with whatever this emergency was. <laughs> uh, so I ignored it and I went back to sleep. But as I was drifting off to sleep, I couldn't help but think about what could have happened that got you so worked up. And <laughs> the last thought I had before I drifted off was, or oh, maybe Bono died. Because <laughs> I feel like that's what would that's what would elicit that much of a reaction from you, that you would contact me that much. But it turns out it was just boring stuff about political news and doing a, a, an emergency episode. Yeah, no, if Bono had died, then it would have been constant missed phone calls and everything. I would have been getting the next flight over there to do a special live episode in front of the live (laughs) audience. (laughs) That's so mean. Poor Bono. Yeah. Uh, So this is this is a a special news episode um, of what I'm politics, uh, of what I'm happening episode, we're tentatively calling it. So what I'm happening, Steve, what's going on? Right. So at about 11 a.m. British Standard Time, which also happens to be the Irish Standard Time, um, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden my phone started springing to life with news alerts from the different news sites saying that the British Prime Minister Theresa May will be making a sudden announcement at a quarter past 11. And I went on to the BBC, I think the first one, and their first thing... Your boys. My boys. My boys. Their first note was that prime ministers do not do this. They do not tell. They do not. They do not have snap announcements without telling anybody. And the media speculation was is that it could be uh, she. The prime minister could be sick. Um, the queen oh. could be sick. Oh. But then they also said the most likely thing is that she's actually going to go ahead and do what up until two weeks ago she said would absolutely not happen, and that would be that there's going to be a snap general election. And when she came did she, on, did she, did she do some cool finger snaps? Uh, she's not that. Can you hear me? I'm doing cool finger snaps right yeah. now. It's like I'm in West Side Stories. Well, that's all that went through my head when every time someone said snap election, we're like, snap. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, snap. 
election. Oh, snap. <laughs> That's kind of what it is, though. Um, <laughs> we'll get into that in a few minutes. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, she said, uh, I'm going I'm going to ignore all the things that I said since I got elected. And I I'm am, going to ignore me. Yes, pretty much all those things that that other person who you have, was me of the past said. That was, they were idiots. They don't know what's <laughs> yeah. going on. They, no, that was my twin. <laughs> Farisa. Farisa sounds like her R&B name. Well, she's snapping. (laughs) I'm Farisa May. (laughs) So Miss Farisa is now bringing in a general election. 8th of June this year. And and you can do that. You can just do that at the drop of a hat for... for Um, Actually, she can't really uh they changed the law about five years ago david cameron was the prime minister at the time in a coalition with the liberal democrats and in order to bring some stability to the whole thing they took away a privilege that the prime minister used to have it used Mm -hmm. to be that the prime minister could get into their big black fancy car drive over to buckingham palace sit down with the queen and say i want to have an election and since the queen is constitutionally non-political she had no choice but to let them so it was really just up to the prime minister to call elections whenever they wanted, as long as they called one at least every five years. So they brought in the Fixed Term Parliament Act, or everyone just calls it Parliament Act, and it says that elections should happen every five years. And the only way to get around that would be to have Parliament agree to hold an early election with a two-thirds majority of the House, Mm -hmm. or a no-confidence vote in the Prime Minister. So... No confident votes aren't that likely unless things are falling apart and there's going to be a general election anyway. So no confidence vote only happens if like 50% plus one of parliament votes against the prime minister. And if that's happening, then a general election is going to happen anyway. And what's going to happen with this one is that Theresa May got elected leader of the Conservative Party and therefore became prime minister um, in the summer, about two months or so after Brexit. And... Mm -hmm. She told everyone when she was campaigning that she wouldn't campaign to get a new mandate from the people. She would just take over David Cameron's old mandate and continue governing, which is Mm -hmm. fine because prime ministers have done that throughout British history and Irish history and all these in the parliamentary system where people vote for representatives in the party and then they pick the prime minister. It's okay to have prime ministers change midterm. It does happen. It's not illegal. It's not unheard of. So she was just going to carry on doing that. Yeah. Until... 11 a.m. when she told everyone that she changed her mind and that the next day she was going to ask Parliament to agree to hold an early election on June the 8th this year. And two thirds of Parliament have to agree. Two thirds of Parliament are going to have to agree. But the Labour Party have always said that they are willing to allow for an early election. Because if you think about it, this the whole fixed term Parliament thing is a crock of shite because if... <laughs> That's the technical terminology for it. Yeah, that's the that's the the political theorists' conclusion. So mm-hmm. if like the opposition party can never really say no to an early election because they would be basically saying that they don't think that they should be able to contest to govern. And then what's the point of being the opposition if you guys think that the other people are more suited to govern? Because then because yeah. you, then you're just supporters. <laughs> and yeah not opposition at all no um so everyone is commending theresa may on her ability to bald-faced lie to everyone up until yesterday and (laughs) she is currently i think 50 odd maybe 51 or 52 percent of people say that they like her as a prime minister which is pretty high for Mm -hmm. leaders nobody likes leaders and 
I think Jeremy Corbyn is the leader of the Labour Party. We've talked about the Labour Party's problems before. Um, he's currently getting something like 14%. So that's a huge Oof. difference in people's confidence in the two leaders. And she's basically yeah. betting that if she t- if she does this election now on June the 8th, that um, she's going to come back with a much bigger majority in Parliament. At the moment, the Conservative Party only have about uh, eight or ten seat majority, which is it's enough to work. Mm-hmm. But it just means that you have to get everyone in the Conservative Party in line. Mm-hmm. And it isn't so easy when you're doing huge things like Brexit negotiations to always have to make sure that you're making every single person in your party happy. So she's hoping that if she comes back with maybe a 30 or a 40 or even a 50 seat majority, that it'll make it a lot easier, that she won't have to, she might be able to go for a softer Brexit or basically it just makes her free to do whatever kind of Brexit that she's fit at that stage. Right. And could this backfire in any way on her? Um, well, it's the expectations game is probably the biggest thing that's going to backfire. So everyone is expecting the Tories to win super big because mm-hmm. Labour are in a shambles. There isn't really any opposition to fight for. And mm-hmm. the people... Sorry, did the Tories being the Conservative Party, just for like our American listeners who don't... Yeah, the Tories yeah. are what you call the Conservatives. Tories and Conservatives is an interchangeable term. Um, cool. They are very far ahead in the polls. And if they don't actually go ahead and get way more seats than everyone than they have at the moment then it could be seen as a loss like if they only come back with 20 more seats than they have even though of course mm-hmm. it, it's a good win for them it makes mm-hmm. things easier mm-hmm. to govern it'll be seen as like Meh, well you should have done better shouldn't you maybe yeah. maybe the Jeremy Corbyn crowd should be given more credit right but that is a possibility so why did you do this so it was actually I was reading a really interesting article just the day before or even the morning of saying that Theresa May is a very very interesting politician and at the moment, she's the reactionary politician. She's been she's the person who became prime minister because of the actions of someone else and, and events that happened externally. And that mm-hmm. a lot of people judge her actions based on all the things that have been going on around her rather than her own individual gumption or her own ideology, her own choices. So I guess you could say that on that vein, she did it because she sees the polls and she sees it as the best opportunity to do it. So she actually mm-hmm. told everyone that um, she was walking on a walking holiday in Wales for Easter and just decided to do it then and then came back to London and did it. So that would be like a three day turnaround. A, walk, for her. a walking holiday? A walking holiday into the north of Wales. A holiday where you just walk? Yeah. It's a thing. <laughs> it's boring as fuck. <laughs> what are you talking about? You go up to these mountains in California all the time. Okay, yeah, that's, no, that's, not, that's, that's not true. Hiking. You have you have a you have a drone following you as well yeah. in, the, in the nice Silicon Valley way. <laughs> yeah, I sit in the comfort of my own home and send a drone out to do my hiking for me. <laughs> it takes the pictures and I can Instagram that makes it look like I've been hiking all day. Yeah, so Theresa May is a bit more traditional than that. Or maybe she's not. Maybe she just put on a VR headset, pretended to walk in Wales. <laughs> Was actually still in number 10 Downing Street. No wonder she has such a lead. She's so cool and trendy. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. it, it the, why is she doing it? She She's doing it because she wants to get a, a more, she wants to get more seats. Um, that's mm-hmm. the main reason. It'll make okay. it easier to be the prime minister with more seats. It's it's okay. quite a small majority. So a pretty, like the reason I was asking again is because it's a pretty, it's, it's just a, it's a pretty simple explanation while she's doing it. There's no ulterior motives. There's no... Yeah, well, there is there is there is a couple of other things. So she... That's the first one. The second one is that Brexit at the moment is, is being brought in by a government, a, a prime minister who openly said she didn't want Brexit to happen until it happened. So 
there's a, there's a thing there about how the government doesn't have the same mandate as the government beforehand once Brexit happens. So maybe an election after Brexit to have a government that openly says what it wants to do in the current climate after Brexit is is a more democratic thing to do. And then right. equally in that vein, she's a prime minister that wasn't directly elected herself. So maybe going back to the people, getting the people to confirm her mandate makes it a bit cleaner, democratically speaking, than if she was to just keep on going. Gordon Brown, who took over from Tony Blair, he didn't seek an election when he took over. Um, he just carried on governing for a couple of years. And a lot of people kind of said that that was a missed opportunity and that he was kind of like, it was always thrown back in his face that he was a, he was an undemocratic prime minister because he didn't get his own vote. He was riding on the vote of Tony Blair five years yeah. before. Okay, yeah, it, ma- it makes sense, I guess. Like it, it seems like it could be like a win-win for her. Like if if you if they do um, come out with a huge lead, like you were saying, they could. Then great, she's got the support that she needs. And I don't know, maybe and the less likely scenario where maybe they have to form a coalition with Labour and then say Brexit doesn't turn out so great, then she's got maybe accountability there where she can say shift blame maybe yeah well it's never going to be that she's going to lose seats and even if she did lose seats she would never go into a coalition with labor because that's just that that would be like mixing peanut butter and orange juice on a sandwich (laughs) (laughs) so we haven't addressed this yet but steve's recording this at like 3 30 a.m irish time and you could, you could never has that been more evident than you trying to come up with an example of two things that don't go together. <laughs> Basically trying to come up with two different things <laughs> is what you were tasked with doing there. And you came up with peanut butter and after a very long pause, orange juice. I was thinking of like them on the same sandwich because it would make it all soggy. But I guess if... Well, you can't... Bu- <laughs> if I guess if you were just to eat a peanut butter sandwich with some orange juice, it would be okay. So yeah, that's not, that's not relevant. <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay. Well, Labour and the Conservatives. So a coalition isn't going to happen. Not with Labour and the Conservatives. It just it would never okay. happen. They're they're talking. Okay. They're talking cheese. There you go. Fuck. Was that so hard? Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. But anyway, let's not even talk about coalitions because I know you're saying the predictions aren't meant to happen in these this amazing day and age where we have giant seventy year old man babies taking over the White House, but. Um, it's not. She, she is going to get more seats and she's going to come back with a stronger majority. It's just like the, the numbers are so much in her favor that everyone is just the, the problem is going to be if she doesn't get as many seats as everyone expects her to get. How, how does this impact, say, Brexit? Well, that's what I was going to say. So ah. the Brexit negotiations are still going to happen. Um, and since everyone expects her to come back with the same government, that it's still going to be her and her boys and girls doing the mm-hmm. negotiations with the Europeans. And that's not going to change. The problem that people are going to predict is that is this election just going to be another rerun of the Brexit campaign? So far, it's like obviously the today's coverage has just been about, holy crap, look at us all being caught like, completely off guard and having no idea that this is going to happen. Aren't we a bunch of tits? That was, that was pretty much all the political <laughs> correspondence. Was that the sun? Um, <laughs> we, um, no, it was everybody because they actually, the Easter break is a quiet time in politics traditionally. And a lot of political correspondents actually book their vacations for these two weeks. So <laughs> when I was listening to the live coverage on the radio, um, they didn't actually have that many people to call even politicians because the politicians didn't know up until like maybe two or three of Theresa May's closest allies. So Steve, how many 
fucking journalists you think have to go on vacation before we get called when stuff like this happens oh, all of them maybe oh, we're, like, we're like way well yeah no we're way down depends on who calls us like i mean some people were asking on twitter about whether we were going to do a special or not that was nice but that was nice i, I don't expect um david dimbleby the BBC's. That's surely not a real man. It is. He's the he's the, he's the main. No, Steve. Steve, you read out a Rodal character there, not the name of a real man. <laughs> hey, look, this is English politics we're talking about. Okay, they all have wonderful names like Dimbleby. <laughs> David Dimbleby. Oh. He, not only that, he's the second. Is he a gnome? No. Well, he <laughs> sounds like a gnome's he, name. He kind of looks like a gnome, actually. He's the second. Okay, I got to put I got to put a picture from the show notes, and if he doesn't look like a gnome, I'm coming for you, Steve. He's the second generation of Dimbledy, 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 Dimbleby. <laughs> his father was a great Dimbleby too. It's a great old Dimbleby. And his his brother his brother Richard Dimble Dimbledy. Shit, I can't even say his uh, name correctly anymore. A uh, good old Dick Dimbledy, Dimbleby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're getting off topic here. This is meant to be a nice little quick episode that hey, I can go look, back to bed with. <laughs> no, shut up. Off topic is our topic. That's just the what I'm politics brand, okay? Oh. If we're on topic, then technically we're off topic. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, yeah. if the BBC had to get little gnome person to phone us up, he's the, mm-hmm. he's the guy that actually at 10 o'clock on the day of voting will... Um, you're not allowed to talk about what the election will be until 10 p.m. on the day of voting. So the BBC always do a cool thing where they have like the, the most solid exit poll. Love a solid poll. They've done research throughout the day to try and predict what the election results are going to be. And they're never they're never so far. It's like it's always pretty much dead on. They always they always get it right. So at 10 p.m. on the day of the election, Big Ben chimes, little, little BBC gnome person will be standing up in front of the camera and say, we predict a... And so the last time it was like a conservative majority and everyone was like, what? <laughs> because nobody had thought it was going to happen. So he's going to get to stand up and do it. And he's going nice. to say that he's going to say that Theresa May will come back with however many seats. Fantastic. So, Kudos, by the way, in your professionalism for just completely ignoring me saying I love a solid poll. I did Go hear on. you say that, but I wanted to get I wanted to finish this. <laughs> Go back to bed. Yeah. So yeah, we'll run through the other parties. So we talked about the Tories and what they want, what Theresa May wants. So the Labour Party, um, they're in a shambles. They are still the the they still have a majority. I think like ninety percent of the MPs despise their leader, um, but he he was challenged and they decided to keep him because it is the general. Um, population of the party that get to vote for the leader, not just the MPs. So mm-hmm. they still have this guy. He is, as I said, 14% of the British population would like to see him as the next prime minister. It's it's not going to be good. They're basically going to try their very, very best to not get wiped out in England like they got wiped out in Scotland last time. Mm-hmm. Any kind of non-disaster will be a win for Labour Party and Jeremy Corbyn. But the most likely thing is that they're going to get hurt very badly and that Jeremy Corbyn's time will finish because it, it would be nearly impossible for him to justify continuing after fighting an election and getting the shit kicked out of them. Yeah, no, that sounds like something you can't come back from. But he was on the radio today. He was uh, he wasn't on holiday. He wasn't in Tenerife in his in his 
um, Hawaiian shorts and didn't have to take phone calls on the beach like loads of other people that I heard I was listening to. So he he was he actually gave his reaction. And he said, "I'm totally up for it. We're going to fight this election. This isn't mm-hmm. just going to be about Brexit. This is going to be about the kind of Britain that we want to see." So he's going to push the whole anti-austerity thing, and he's going to say we need to invest more instead of cutting, and that um, re-electing the Conservative Party will only hurt the more vulnerable people in society. Mm-hmm. Which and yeah, that's going to be his thing. Mm-hmm. The Liberal Democrats, on the other hand, they are going to out and out come forward as the pro-EU party. So they are the only political party really that is saying that um, we should minimize Brexit as much as possible. They, I don't think they're actually saying that we should. Well, I think, yeah, no, they are saying that we should. They, there should be another referendum. So they actually think, oh, that really? the referen- yeah, they think the referendum should be rerun to stop Brexit from happening. Mm-hmm. But saving that, they also think that they should, there should be like the softest Brexit possible. So... Just a, a Brexit. <laughs> just like, Brexit. 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 <laughs> they, chills. I got chills. <laughs> I hope they're multiplying. <laughs> you are so sleepy. You are cold in Greece. I What's know. I know. I just, I'm nearly there. There's only two more parties after I read this and then we go to... Oh, I've got so many tangents to go on before we get through okay, those. Okay, we'll get there. So... <laughs> The Liberal Democrats um, in the last... In the <laughs> Do last, you want to take another go What that? did I say? <laughs> liberal, like, I don't even know. <laughs> in my notes, I like normally you say Lib Dems is the shorthand yeah. for Liberal Democrats. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure I have typed Liberal, li- Little Derms. <laughs> That's close enough. So the, the Liberal Democrats, and before the last election, had 57 seats when they were in coalition. They got totally wiped out and they only have eight at the moment in the current parliament. So Mm -hmm. they're seeing this as their opportunity to reverse that disaster and come back from the dead, basically, Mm -hmm. to do a a political Lazarus, a liberal Mm -hmm. Democrat Lazarus. And if they come back with anything more than eight seats, it'll be seen as a victory. But they're really hoping that they can put themselves forward um, to the remain voters, the voters, the 49%, 48% of British people that voted to stay in the European Union. They want to be their voice. So... Could, that's a big, that's a big uh, thing to tap into. It is, but it obviously, it doesn't immediately translate as anyone that voted for, to, st- to stay in the European Union is going to vote for the Liberal Democrats. But even if they, right. even, if they get 16 seats and that's going to be, you know, a 100% increase in what they have now. So mm-hmm. they're, re- they're really hoping that they can turn around this disaster and not have been wiped out, which is what everyone was predicting would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the SNP up in Scotland, they presently have all but two of the seats. Scottish National Party. The Scottish National Party. They are pro-independence for Scotland from the Europe, the United Kingdom Union, and they want to stay in the European Union. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, we're, uh, yeah, that's the, they're, they're against one union and for another. So <laughs> they're against one acronym and for a different acronym <laughs> and their own acronym, the SMP, they, they did fantastically in the last election. They, they cleaned up Scotland. So, and everyone is saying that the polls are pretty much the same up there. They, they can't see them losing out, right. but, um, they're, they're not going to hold on to everything. It was, it was an absolute, it was, it was an absolute miracle that they managed to get so many seats last time. So they will lose right. a few, but not that many. Okay. And the seats that will be taken from them will probably go to Liberal Democrats. And the Labour Party are still in turmoil up there. And Scottish people have a tendency not to vote for Conservatives. Okay. So in Northern Ireland, um, those poor Northern Irish people, they still haven't actually sorted out their own last election. So they... they Guys, wait for us. <laughs> pretty much. It's like, we're having another oh, no. British general election, but we haven't even sorted out our two local elections that we had recently. <laughs> so they had... 
They've had two assembly elections for the Belfast Assembly in the past year, maybe a year and a bit, Mm -hmm. but they still haven't formed a government after the last one because they still can't get together. They still can't agree. Northern Ireland don't have a government yet and they're going to have to go off and fight another campaign. But both sides, the, the... the unionist side and the and Sinn Féin, the nationalist side, have both said that they're happy for this election and they're going to make the most of it and have the election anyway. Mm-hmm. And they probably won't they won't bother setting up their own government now. They'll have to wait until after the British general election to figure that out. So that's pretty much it. That's all the main parties that and where they stand and what's going to happen. So it's going to be a very, very interesting two months. The first thing that's going to happen is we're going to find out if Parliament actually does go ahead and back what the Prime Minister says. There is... Mm-hmm like a fraction of a chance that something happens and Parliament doesn't back the election. When, when will we know this? Um, today. Um, today, our time. So the 19th, which is the Wednesday. Ah, so my tomorrow. Your tomorrow, my later on today. So my future, your present. Yeah. I'm, time travel. Yeah, I'm confused. Actually, speaking, <laughs> speaking of time travel, and I won't actually elaborate on what I'm talking about there, but did you see the interesting person who says that they're going to stand for election in Northern Ireland? Uh, no. Oh, wait. Uh, Hodor. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, crap. Yes. I, I, I forgot to write down his real name. <laughs> uh, Hodor works. <laughs> Hodor. <laughs> his campaign writes itself. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you finish that one. Hodor. And what? That's what I mean. <laughs> it's just Hodor. It's just Hodor. Like, what else would it be? That's this whole thing. Just Hodor. So he basically just uh, on his poster, it's Hodor. And he goes up to do a yeah. debate. What do you think? And he's at Hodor. And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Anyway. His name is Christian. a separate episode. His name is Christian Narn. He's, he's just as large as he appears on the TV show. He's a big dude with a big hairy beard. And he's, he's got the same face most of the time as well. But he is a gay man, a DJ from mm-hmm. Belfast. And yeah. Belfast is actually, Northern Ireland are pretty conservative when it comes to rights for LGBT groups. And he wants to stand to point to bring attention to the fact that Northern Ireland doesn't have marriage equality and that's what his campaign is going to be. Behaving. So fantastic. That's co- that's cool though. D- yeah, his his DJ set uh, is called Rave of Thrones. Ah, oh, he's keeping the brand. Yeah, or at least that's one that he used to do. He used to do the festival circuit and do Rave of Thrones. It's actually really unfortunate. He's he's popped up in so many like celebrities feeds and they'd be at conventions with him and they'd be like in a, a back room and then like mm-hmm. Nathan Fillion, you know, the famous mm-hmm. Mal from Firefly. Yeah. He he was recording one where he's like, oh, he's like at a table jump. Oh, sorry, can you hold the door? And the camera spins around and it's, it's yeah, it's 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 the, oh. the actor Christian. He's just standing there like looking sad as he holds the door. <laughs> it's too soon, too <laughs> yeah. soon. But lots of people have done that, that exact oh. same joke many, many times. Guy. But he, he, seemed, he seemed totally down for it though. He always has oh, the yeah, same for sure. He seems, like, he seems like a cool guy. <laughs> yeah, he does, yeah. Cool. So hopefully he actually follows through and does that because that'd be pretty sweet. And then, oh my God, if he got a Hodor <laughs> would be in Parliament representing whatever constituency he goes for. Oh, and that's then, the future I want that, to live in. But his um, his mandate, like the thing that he's standing on, is really important, and it would be oh, yeah. it would be really good if, if people realise that Northern Ireland is pretty far behind on these kind of things. Because that's the problem with Northern Ireland in British politics is that it's always just kind of looked at whenever there's something violent and terrible going on with the sectarian thing, and they right. they don't notice all the normal politics things that don't that don't get addressed up there. Yeah, well, maybe he'll take a Game of Thrones character to show them the light yeah. of the seven. Oh, man, that was a really nerdy reference there. <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> oh, Jesus, man. Like, I mean, I've read the books twice, so I love the show, but Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I just kind of turned into, I didn't mean it to, to do that. 
so is that the end of our news bulletin? Is y- it the, yeah, what I a snappy little news bulletin. I think it's going to end up yeah, like really short little news bulletin. <laughs> I was like, no, 15 minutes tops, no problem. This is going to end up yeah. fucking long. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. We'll see. Yeah. So big shout out to Christy Frazier who asked that we do a um, What Am Snap election episode. And a big thank you to you, Steve, for getting up at 3 a.m. to do this. No problem. I'm going to go finish my peanut butter and orange juice sandwich and go back to bed for a few hours. Gross. And then God knows what kind of a political world we'll have when we wake up. Uh, yeah, but thanks again for listening. And it was a short episode of normal, but our next episode um, will be out at our usual time and much longer and with a special guest, I believe. Yes. Um, we'll, we, we'll tease that now. We won't give that away just yet because we haven't actually recorded it. But and I don't want to jinx it. Very excited about the new guest. Yeah, me too. This is something we need to we need to educate ourselves on. Yes. Both of us. Yes, yes, yes. Both of us. Yes. Um, okay, cool. Thanks, Steve. You go back to sleep. There's no problem. Bye. Sweet dreams, my prince. Brexit. Oh, no, that's going to have nightmares now. <laughs>